Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. Name is Nick, and I am that Catholic dude. Thanks for uh, tuning in here on Anchor FM today on this uh, lovely Sunday afternoon. Um, please feel free to call in with any questions, comments, concerns, what have you, on the Catholic Christian faith. Uh, anything having to do with the church, uh, scripture, tradition, what have you. Uh, please feel free to call in. Um, and leave any comments, or it looks like you can actually, you know, type comments now. You can do that. You know, uh, it seems that Anchor FM is always doing new things, so uh, feel free to get to me uh, in any way that uh, you might be able to. Um, so yeah, today's Sunday. Um, great, it's a beautiful day out. It's not, uh, it's not cloudy out like it was the last couple of days over here, uh, but it's still really, really freaking cold. <laughs> um, winter is pretty much here, even though it's you know technically a month away. But uh, it was great getting to go to church today, um, and I just uh, I just have to comment today on the awesome awesome homily uh, that I had heard today. Um, it, it, it was just great, and I think um, it's something that should cause all of us as Christians to uh, reflect on, especially us here in the West, you know, in America, Canada. Um, you know, it goes for Europe as well, but especially us here in, in the Americas. Um, today I went to the, uh, I went to a, uh, not my, my own parish, um, but another church that we frequent. Uh, it was a uh, Ruthenian or uh, Byzantine Catholic parish that we went to today. Um, and it, it was just, I mean, it's always beautiful going there and it's, you know, it's really nice to take my kids there. The art is amazing. Um, you know, I can show them, you know, where our Lord is at and, you know, the saints and, uh, you know, all the different, uh, all the different scenes from the Bible are just painted throughout the entire church. It's just, it, it, it's, a, the, the church itself, the church building itself is an excellent catechetical tool. Uh, it, it's, it's great for catechesis for our children. Um, so what father talked about today, um, what we'll call him Father Tom. What what he talked about today was the beginning of what's known as to many Catholics uh, of Advent. Um, although in the Eastern churches, in the Eastern Catholic churches as well as Orthodox churches, uh, this time of year is uh, much longer as things usually are in the Eastern churches, uh, and it's also known as Philip's Fast. Uh, and it's, that just began on November 14th, uh, earlier this week, and it's called that just simply because uh, in the Byzantine calendar, uh, St. Philip the Apostle's feast day is on November 14th. Um, and so it's it's just, it's like Advent, they don't, they don't have the Advent wreath that uh, Roman Catholics do, uh, but instead they have a much more detailed uh, penitential fast. Um, we see on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, um, all Byzantine Catholics are obliged to uh, offer up some small sufferings to our Lord, to offer up uh, small sacrifices to Him uh, for our intentions, for you know the conversion of sinners, for the conversion of the world, um, to offer these things up by uh, denying themselves uh, flesh meat and dairy Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays during the Philip's Fast. Um, so he was just kind of reminding us how, you know, we need to get ready for that and how, you know, even in, in the Latin, right, it's a, a very penitential period. 
Father Tom, though, lamented on how, you know, it seems that too many people are, are hung up on Christmas being a big holiday and, you know, we're getting ready for it day after Thanksgiving and worrying about getting gifts and stuff. And he said he's tired of all that. It's like he, he wants us to know that when we prepare for our Lord's coming at Christmas, at his nativity, it's a penitential time. Um, even the uh, the bishops here in the United States, the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, noticed this um, in a, in a uh, pastoral statement they released uh, some years back. Um, you know, that you know, Christian peoples as members of a church that is a one that is holy and penitent and is always in a process of renewal have from the beginning observed seasons and days of penance. You know, it was done by a community. Um, it was done by personal acts of self-denial, and it seems that now changing customs, and this is with Advent, especially in connection with pre- preparation for Christmas, have diminished popular appreciation of the Advent season. So the bishops continued on saying, uh, something of a holiday mood of Christmas appears now to be anticipated in the days of the Advent season. Obviously, like I said, this pretty much happens, uh, well, on All Saints Day on November 1st, uh, you know, the day after Halloween. So as a result, this season has unfortunately lost in great measure the role of penitential preparation for Christmas that it once had. Zealous Christians have striven to keep alive or to restore the spirit of Advent by resisting the trend away from the disciplines and austerities that once characterized the season among us. A rich literature concerning family and community liturgical observances appropriate to Advent has fortunately developed in recent years. We urge instruction based upon it, counting on the liturgical renewal of ourselves and our people to provide for our spiritual obligations with respect to the season. So, Father Tom today was really trying to get us, you know, to remember this penitential nature that that so many have uh, apparently forgotten. Um, it, it's really sad because, I mean, it, it's all right there. Uh, it, it's all right there in sacred scripture. I mean, what, what exactly does, you know, the Bible and tradition have to say about uh, Christians taking a, a penitential time? Um, let, let, let's dig into that real quick. Matthew chapter 6 is actually a, a really good place to start uh, right at the beginning. Um, our Lord Jesus says, you know, thus when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do, um, that they may be praised by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So, almsgiving is one of the three uh, pillars of, of penitence, of, 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 uh, of, of a penitential nature. You have fasting prayer and almsgiving um and notice that he jesus doesn't say you know if you give alms or if you get around it he says when you give alms um he says that a couple of times and then he says concerning prayer you know we, we all know what he says there you know um don't heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, uh, thinking they'll be heard for their many words. You know, he tells us to pray like this, and then he gives us the Our Father. Jesus tells us exactly how to pray. And then he gets into fasting, the third pillar in verse 16. Uh, he says, and when you fast, notice he's not saying if you fast, if, if you're a Christian and you want to follow our Lord Jesus, these are the things that we need to do. We need to give alms, we need to pray, and we need to fast. 
so our Lord says in Matthew uh, 6.16, And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may not be seen by men, or that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So we see that we will be rewarded uh, in a sense for what we do here. Our good works stem from our faith, our faith in Jesus Christ, our faith in his, uh, his loving sacrifice on the cross for us. And that's what, we, that's what he wants us to do. Like I said, it's not an if, it's not a maybe. It's, it's something that we need to do and it's something that we've forgotten uh, in, in our modern culture. Um, and, and this even goes back to the Old Testament. Um, if we look in the scripture, look at in the in the book of Tobit, uh, chapter twelve, verse eight. Prayer is good when accompanied by fasting, almsgiving, and righteousness. A little with righteousness is better than much with wrongdoing. It is better to give alms than to treasure up gold, for almsgiving delivers from death, and it will purge away every sin. Those who perform deeds of charity and of righteousness will have fullness of life. And what more, how, how, what, what better way to give charity than to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, especially those who are in need. And this is what Father Tom really started to get into when his homily really started ramping up today, this morning. Um, he had mentioned how he was recently talking to a bishop of the church. And we're going to get into that a little bit more on the other side of this break. So as I mentioned, uh, Father Tom is a Byzantine Catholic priest. Um, and his, in his eparchy, the eparchy, the Ruthenian Catholic eparchy of Parma, uh, they just recently had a new apostolic administrator appointed by Pope Francis. Um, an apostolic administrator is, is, is always a bishop. He hasn't been uh, named the ordinary bishop. It's kind of think of it as like a temporary kind of bishop, uh, but permanent. It, it, it's pretty much permanent until you know the Pope says, okay, you are the permanent bishop or of this diocese, of this eparchy. Um, or he says, okay, we're going to get somebody else in for a little while now. So what he ended up doing was he was, this new bishop is uh, Milan Locke. Um, and he was recently appointed to the Catholic Eparchy of Parma. And Father Tom was talking to him um, as Bishop Locke wants to get to know his uh, his new flock better. So um, if you want to look into a little bit more about him, uh, just Google, uh, the article is called, uh, just, just Google Bishop Milan, M-I-L-A-N-L-A-C-H, Bishop Milan Locke Seeks Unity and Hope, and uh, just click on the top link on your Google search. It'll take you to the uh, eparchy of uh, Pittsburgh's uh, website. Um, but anyway, Father Tom was talking to him, and you know, he, they were, they were, Bishop Locke had a question, Father Tom said. He wanted to know, well, what's the deal with this dispensation from the Phillips fast uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving? And Father Tom is like, oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And the bishop's like, yeah, so apparently in, in recent years, the bishops here have been giving a dispensation to people that they don't have to fast or abstain from meat or dairy the day after Thanksgiving so that they can uh, continue to eat their leftovers. And Father Tom admitted that he had a really hard time explaining this uh, to Bishop Locke. And that would be because Bishop Locke uh, grew up in um, a communist regime in Eastern Europe, uh, near Slovakia. Um, 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, so he has known a lot of suffering all his life, and he honestly, this bishop, cannot comprehend how us in America and the Western world, who really, by comparison to what he lived through and what Middle Eastern Christians are living through now, we live in the lap of luxury, and we can't abstain from meat? We can't do this penitential practice for one day? Like, it's like, really? And, th and that's what Father Tom was really trying to get across. Like, if, if, we're, if we are supposed to be preparing for Christmas by, you know, doing what Jesus did in the desert. Remember, Jesus fasted and he prayed. And then he also gave almsgiving as well. But in the in the desert, he fasted just like we are supposed to for, for preparing, preparing himself. Um, how, how can we not do that if we claim to be followers of Christ? Like, are we that lazy? And so, um, it, it, he just juxtaposed that, Father Tom juxtaposed it with what Bishop Locke had. All he had was his faith. All that the people going through the crap in the Middle East right now, all the Chaldean Catholics, the Syriac Catholics, Maronite Catholics, um, <clears throat> they're, they're all... They've all lost everything. And Father Tom got worked up in a good way. You know, he, he to paraphrase him, he said that we Catholics in the U.S., we're lazy, we're ungrateful. That's what I gather, at least. And and he's right when he talks as a, of us as a whole. And I think that goes for all Christians of, of any denomination. Um, are we really remembering the penitential practices that our early Christian brothers and sisters did? Are we really keeping in mind that our brothers and sisters are suffering and here we are with our refrigerators loaded with food and we can't have the willpower to stay away from it for one day? It's kind of like how some bishops uh, in the Latin rite, you know, give a dispensation on uh, St. Patrick's feast day if it falls during a Friday in Lent. They say, oh yeah, go ahead and eat me because it's St. Patrick's day. And, 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 and other bishops scratch their head and like, really? Like, what what is the deal with that? Why? Why? Why can't we continue to offer up a small suffering for Christ? Offer up this suffering for uh, the relief of those in, in the Middle East. Offer up these sufferings for the conversion of a poor sinner. Offer these up for a sick relative. Something like that. Why can't we do these things? What Father Tom ended up wanting us to do was think more about our Middle Eastern brothers and sisters. We've become so comfortable that we can't be bothered to make sacrifices. And we've embraced that beige Catholicism that Bishop Robert Barron from Word on Fire has talked about so often. <laughs> And this was the point where Father Tom really, really got into the, the best part of his homily. You know, he was reminding us of how to, uh, you know, we, we have to remember Coptic Catholics and Chaldean Catholics, Syriac Catholics, Maronite Catholics, all our Eastern Catholic brethren, as well as all the other Christians that are being persecuted by ISIS and other peoples now. You know, just as he was persecuted, just as uh, Bishop uh, Locke was persecuted by the communist regimes. He reminded us that we need to donate to uh, the Iraqi Christian Relief Council you can find them by just simply Googling their, their name, Iraqi Christian Relief Council. Um, so at this point, Father Tom noticed uh, that someone had apparently fallen asleep during his homily. Um, so he, he exclaimed, he's like, yo, we're so comfortable, you know, after you just talked about how we're so comfortable here in the West, we're so comfortable that we even fall asleep in church. Wake up, he said to all of us. You know, he asked us, why aren't we taking our faith seriously? Because if we were, we wouldn't be complaining about having to 
give up meat on a given day. We wouldn't complain about offering up small penitential things during the various periods that the church has appointed and has appointed since apostolic times. Uh, we, we wouldn't be so worried, or we wouldn't be so, uh, I guess, remiss in our duties to worship our Lord on Sundays and holy days. Um, we try to weasel out of anything we can. You know, it really seems that way for a lot of Catholics, you know, Latin Catholics and Byzantine Catholics alike. He mentioned to this church, you know, today it was packed full. I mean, really packed full. I mean, at least 100 people in there. Um, and it's, it's a smaller church, but I mean, the, the church was packed. More than 100 people, probably. Uh, that a very special holy day was coming up uh, on Tuesday, on November 21st. It's the entry of the Most Holy Theotokos, that's, that's Greek for God-bearer. Uh, into the temple, which is uh, the entry of the Most Holy Theotokos into the temple. And it's also known as the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the Latin Rite. So in the Eastern Catholic churches, as well as the Orthodox, uh, this feast of the presentation of Our Lady is one of the 12 great feasts of the year. And Father Tom demanded that his church be just as filled on that feast day, on this feast day coming up on Tuesday, that it was on this Sunday, today. He said he's tired of the excuses. He's tired of church being second fiddle. Instead of saying, oh, I can't make it to church on this holy day because of this event or this sporting event or whatever. Why can't we instead say, oh, I can't make this event today because I need to go to our church this evening. And he was pretty much asking, why is our Lord always on the back burner? Because remember that the church is Christ's bride. The church is Christ. Christ is the head. And so we need to come together as his mystical body in church to worship our Lord together, to pray for our brethren, to pray for each other. And so I really think that he gave us a lot to reflect on today. You know, he, he wants all Christians to know, especially Catholics who really should know better, that this period right now of the Phillips Fast and of Advent, uh, which is coming up very soon. This is all preparation for Christmas, and it's a penitential period. Notice for you Roman Catholics, the priest always wears purple during Advent. Purple is a penitential color. Um, we don't wear the, the, bright, the brighter green or white or gold during these days of Advent or Lent because we are preparing by doing penance. We're doing penance. And he, need, he he wanted us to remember this. And so apparently Bishop Locke is going to be visiting the parish next weekend. And I, I intend to go so that I can meet him. Um, and the pastor reminded us, you know, if we don't show up for Mass on the Feast of Our Lady's presentation, this is for, you know, the, the Byzantine Catholics that usually go there, you know, we need to tell the bishop why. Uh, we need to tell him why we need to have dispensations from meat the Friday after Thanksgiving as well. You know, it, 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 it pretty much his homily today was an exhortation to stop being selfish because Christians are not selfish. It, it was a call to penitence as we prepare for the coming of our Lord on his nativity. It's, it's, a, it's a call that we really all need to answer and we need to reflect on how we can do better this Christmas. So all you Catholics that are listening, let's really think more about how we can make this Advent a penitential one how we can offer up our sufferings for our own sins, how we can offer up our sufferings for the sins and sacrileges committed throughout the world by others. And for all Christians, let's lift up our sufferings to the Lord so that we can have a fruitful, fruitful Christmas. We'll talk again soon, guys.